0: a podcast featuring ordinary men of extraordinary faith. This is MANA.
1: Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in to another episode of MANA, a podcast featuring ordinary men of extraordinary faith. I'm your host, Jeff Peterson. Now, none of the guys that you are going to meet on this podcast would consider themselves to be extraordinary, but it's their humble, holy way of living, that's exactly what makes them extra to me, and I am excited for you to meet them. So uh, for the loyal listeners of MANA, uh, low these many seasons, uh, you know that most of the guys uh, that you've met on this podcast uh, have been guys that I've not only already met, but they're, they've typically been guys that I've known pretty well. Uh, but today, I'm super excited uh, for all of us to meet a new friend of faith, as part of our, uh, I'm kind of calling it our Mananimity mini-series. So brothers in faith that uh, I don't know yet, but will be brought out of anonymity, there's a little pun right there, uh, for all of us uh, to get to know here uh, in a few short minutes here. So uh, today's guest is a student pastor at uh, Beach Church in Jacksonville Beach, Florida. Uh, He operates with a core belief that following Jesus makes life better, and that life change comes from drawing near to Jesus and not from trying harder, which I love. Uh, he's passionate about showing how practical, life-giving, and inspiring the Word of God and the teachings of Jesus are. And again, that whole sense of being practical is exactly in the wheelhouse of manna here. Uh, in addition to his day job, he is a husband and dad of two daughters, so kind of a man after my own heart, as a father of four daughters uh, and even though he hails from Florida uh he claims to love winter and uh, and as we are recording this podcast here uh, in April uh when it should be much warmer i think it's like 30 degrees up here so he could be he would be i think maybe second guessing that love if he were here with me uh, up here in in the winterland but uh he regardless in many ways he is a man after my own heart even though we are just meeting tonight uh, and I'm excited for you to meet him. So, let's all meet him. Today's a man of man, Mr. Ryan Sweat. Hey Ryan.
0: Hey, how's it going?
1: Really great. Thanks for uh thanks for doing this and it's great to meet you and it and, and it's great to be able to introduce you to all of our Mana uh listeners out there. So, so where does the winter before we get into this, where does winter come from? Did you did you spend any of your childhood in uh more uh uh blustery uh <laughs> climates <laughs> like like Minnesota?
0: Um, I definitely wouldn't want to live somewhere as far North as Minnesota. I've lived in Florida my whole life and (laughs) I hate summer and I hate hot weather. Um, and obviously that's all we have here for at least six months of the year. Um, and I think, I think people just the same way that people that like cold weather, um, Probably people from really cold weather are like, eh, you don't really get it. That's right. I think people that think like, Oh, Florida would be great, I'm like, oh, I don't think you really get it. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh,
1: oh, I get But it. I
0: love I love like I love like thirties and forties. I could I could be in that weather all the time. I love it. I love the mountains and everything. And uh maybe one day I won't live in uh the humidity of Florida, but we'll see. <laughs>
1: It does get sultry. Well, anyway, it's great to have you on. Uh, great to have you on tonight. It's great to have you know. Um, as we were saying, kind of off air, you know, the, the whole premise of Mana is to really just be featuring these, you know, regular guys with you know regular jobs and and just living these great, kind of humble lives of faith. And so you're a little bit of a ringer for us here, being somebody who does work in ministry, and and uh, and that's kind of where I'd like to start because you know uh, all ministry, but especially. Uh, youth ministry, I think, is such a such a cool calling. You know, the opportunity to be catching, and we talk about this a lot on man. You know, catching guys upstream. You know, catching them when they're at those formative ages, and really helping them get on the right path. So I'm just wondering, how did you end up uh, doing what you're doing?
0: Uh, well, kind of a long story, but I guess a, a bit of a common story is. Uh, my dad is a pastor and um he's been a pastor since before i was born my mom uh, on and off has worked in uh ministry but um is in my opinion just as much of a pastor in her own right and has done so much uh and and is such a great leader um and so i grew up in church and grew up at church four nights a week and all that kind Mm -hmm. of stuff and um and as always with Fathers and sons, you get asked, "Well, are you going to do what your dad does? Are you be a pastor <laughs> like your dad?" And I was always like, "Heck no, I'm not going to be a pastor. Like, I want to do something cool. I don't want to be a pastor. That's so lame." <laughs> um, and uh, but I love the church, and I love uh, uh, student ministry. Was involved in student ministry and, and throughout college, came back during the summers and worked in student ministry, and um, and then after I graduated. Uh, started leading a life group of high school guys and did that for three years and didn't plan on working in ministry but always planned on like serving in ministry and leading Mm -hmm. as a volunteer but um a, a series of events happened uh in my career and in jobs and and kind of not being sure that i wanted to go in the direction of the of what i majored in and not really having some of the opportunities i was hoping for and one job led to another and they just like I wasn't passionate about them. And finally I got this student job with the school system working with students that it was like a dropout prevention program. And um I really liked that. Um and and that was supposed to morph into more of a full time role and it didn't. Mm. And so I kind of found myself being unsure at kind of the age of 25, like what am I doing?
1: Yeah. Um I
0: took a part time job. In our student ministry because i was super super involved and i was like okay i'll come work i don't know it was like 25 or 30 hours a week or something at the time and um and do some of the stuff with like life groups because i was very experienced with that and um about a year into working at the church is when i really felt called to ministry um i never really preached before and the, the student pastor at the time was like hey i want you to preach every once in a while i was like i mean Okay, I guess like mm-hmm. it, it kind of made my stomach hurt and all that kind of stuff <laughs> there was there was definitely like a time uh, I would say kind of a year into the job where I felt like God gave me the um really the calling of like full time this is your job this is your this is your career in the yeah. ministry and kind of gave me the gifting to speak and uh and to preach and the passion to do it i never had that before and so i knew it was supernatural i wasn't really very good at it and in a short while became much better at it and much more comfortable with it and um when he left for another job i ended up taking over the student pastor job and have been uh working at the church for eight years Um, been the student pastor for six years and uh and so it was definitely um, not something I intended to go into, but God called me into it. And um, yeah. I'm really glad that none of those other jobs worked out because I love what yeah. I do. And so, yeah,
1: I love that. No, I love that story. And I love I actually love how, you know, um, <clears throat> growing up uh, in the church and seeing your dad and and actually having such a and being very active. I would imagine you were very active, like you said, yeah. four nights a week, very active yourself as a youth um, being ministered to at that age. So, so now that you're, you know, the tables have kind of turned a little bit, now you're in that role of, you know, forming and, 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 and pastoring to youth. Do you see a big change? Are there, are there, are there, are there more changes or are, uh, are there more differences or similarities to youth today? uh, compared to when you were one of them? Like, do you, are you able to still feel like you're relating to them and they're going through the same things you were going through? Da, 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 or do you feel like you are needing to adapt because of, you know, whatever X, Y, or Z? Uh,
0: I think students are just students and teenagers are just teenagers. The, the toys change and the interests change, or not really the, even the interest, but the toys and the and the modes of communication and all that Mm -hmm. stuff change. Um, But I mean, the issues are still the issues and uh, the teen years are still the teen years. Now they certainly go through things now because of social media and connection and phones and stuff that I didn't. And so um, it would be kind of stupid for me to think like I can totally relate to them um, because I, I can't in a way, but in a way uh, in a way I I think we still can. Um, Mm -hmm. I also, still kind of see myself maybe not so much the last couple of years but for a long time it's like i just graduated from college and now i look back i'm (laughs) like well i graduated 12 years ago or 11 years ago like it's been a while and so and now i look and i'm like i'm twice as old as even some of our like juniors and stuff like that and so um and so i certainly realize sometimes you know yeah i don't i have no idea what they're talking about I, i i used to know all the the singers and the artists and the things they were into in the shows i know some of them i try to keep up yeah. with it and and being with them keeps me young but um but certainly there's a lot of things that uh sometimes i'm just like oh man i really yeah. am old but i still feel like i can relate really well to them um and i really don't think i've always said this to like volunteers and stuff like age and cool factor really doesn't matter when it really comes down to it with students really it's about are you real are you loving? Are you willing to build relationships with them? And so, um, yeah. I think if you do that, that's that's the key.
1: Yeah. Well, I can imagine too. You know, um, as as we as we're, as we're all getting more uh, having to uh, uh, sort of come to grips with our our uh, our age <laughs> and then the fact yeah. that because I still I still I swear I still see myself as like a twenty eight year old and I'm like nope I'm right. not twenty eight. But I, I think it's it's cool to be transitioning and really honoring the role now that I'm imagining you're playing so much now, not just as, you know, this, you know, cool young buddy, you know, youth, you know, or student pastor, but now really, you know, a real role model, um, you know, whether or not students are saying it to you, you know, you you certainly are, are playing that role. Did you outside of your dad, who's obviously a very, you know, I'm, I'm would imagine a very influential guy when you were growing up who was, who were some other uh, male role models for you when you were kind of growing up were there was there like a student pastor yeah. version of you for yeah. you back
0: then? well i had like i think I had like seven student pastors in my middle school <laughs> and high school years so uh, I probably drove them all away but um but I had a I definitely had a couple of guys that were more like a little bit more like life group leaders, small group leaders, whatever you want to call it. I had a guy named Brian and, um, and this was in middle school who really invested into me and just spent time with me and, and my best friend. And he would, he would pick us up and take us places and he always played basketball with us and, um, and would take us to go play against a bunch of grown men. And, and we were pretty good players, but like looking back, like I realized like I was 14 and I was playing with like 30 year olds and they were so annoyed at us but like <laughs> he took us and like and like that was the yeah. way he invested in us and um and uh and he was just real with us and and loved us and and spent time with us and um just like anything in the in the moment you're like oh it's this this older guy that kind of hangs out with me but later you really grow to appreciate it more um and then I had a guy in high school late in That's high cool. school That's- that was that was similar his name was Greg and he was um he was a plumber he owned a plumbing company and like rode a harley and like was this this big guy and i remember our student pastor was like oh this guy he's gonna he's gonna straighten you guys out he's gonna really <laughs> be, be be tough on y'all and he comes in in the first life group he tells us like his testimony and he's just sobbing and we're like what is this like like we we had never really like we were like i thought this guy was tough like but like we related to him from the beginning because he was real. And like, he came and he told us, he's like, like he told us his whole story and he was out in the open and he was sobbing and all that kind of stuff. And we thought it was a little weird at first, but then like very quickly we grew to love him because like he was just real with us and he talked real with us and he ended up hiring a lot of us to work for his plumbing company, even though we knew nothing about plumbing. (laughs) And he built a gym in his backyard or in his back garage for us to work out in during the summers and would come work out with us and stuff. And so like, he just spent time with us and he wasn't some professional christian and he didn't have it all together but like he yeah. he was so in, impactful in our lives so those are two that like really stick yeah. out to me
1: that's cool and I, and I love what you're saying about you know the authenticity and do you find that that um because i feel like you know being authentic there's no um <clears throat> there's no uh like gender uh gap in authenticity you know like like boys guys girls gals everybody appreciates and connects to that but do you feel uh, as a as a as a student pastor you know and seeing as how this uh podcast uh you know kind of talks a lot about guys and and how guys can develop a little bit more you know comfort and fluency and and, and just confidence with their faith do you feel like you you minister differently to young men than you do young women or is there more in common uh uh between the two
0: um i think there's some things that are similar i can definitely say um i can definitely say like i i really am passionate about like our guys and i noticed like years ago like just everything like like everything is lower with with guys even in students and it's like we had more girls than guys in our leadership program. We had more girls life groups than guy life groups. Our Mm -hmm. attendance was more girls than guys. Our mission trips were more girls than guys. And there were years where I was like, and at one point I was just like, okay, we got to do something about this. And so I started like on some of our mission trips and like some of our really impactful, big retreat weekends and stuff. I started pulling all the guys aside and having like these, I don't know, we call it man up talks or man talks or whatever. Mm -hmm. And, um, and we just really challenged them allow them to ask questions and depending on the setting and and how many guys there were and what trip it was we'd let them like hey ask the ask the older married guys who are dads whatever you want to ask obviously they would just ask about sex but like we'd have these <laughs> open talks and they would they would really appreciate it and um and I'd really take those opportunities to really challenge them and over the last couple of years we really did see a lot of growth like we we saw the point where you know our our leadership team was 50 50 and our mission trips were much closer to 50 50 and yeah. um we grew in guys life groups and we saw more guys coming um to be a part of worship and and really being not just more people but being more um open in worship and being willing to share and being willing to be vulnerable and our guy leaders have really grown and so yeah. it's definitely something that i'm really passionate about but uh, but um it does take a little bit of a different, um, I think, challenging them and really kind of relating to them as guys is a little bit different. There are some things that are similar between guys and girls, but I think there's certainly some things that guys, um, that they they want, that they crave, that yeah. we have to be specific about giving them at a young age. Because I it, all those stats are the same for church. Like, right, right. Uh, I don't know a ton of, there are far more moms that bring their kids to church and the dads stay home, than dads that bring their kids to church and the mom stays home. I'll put it that yeah. way. Yeah. Um and so we see that throughout. And I know that like if we don't make make it an emphasis of like what it means to be a man and mm-hmm. and that kind of thing to our young people, like, then it won't really change in the future with adults and that kind of thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No. And I just it's gotta be so I mean, obviously, for for somebody like you, it's gratifying when you see any young person embrace their faith or step into it, even just a little bit. But I do feel like, you know, for 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 young men, if when you see that and you see that kind of grow over the years, and and as you and I both share uh, something in common, being uh, not only husbands but fathers, and not only fathers but fathers of 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 girls, of daughters. I think for for daughters to see. Uh, n- men like their dads being, you know, being the ones that are going to church. You know what I mean? Not the ones that are staying home. I just feel like the the ripple effect of a strong um, for, uh, of a of a guy who has strong faith. I think is, and obviously the ripple effect of a woman with strong faith is 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 equally awesome. But I just my my my, um, my wish is that we had more guys that were rippling out there because I think that that impact. Uh, both for that uh, for themselves obviously in their relationship with Jesus but then for for it just expands out I think there's a lot of concentric circles of that of that impact I think so yeah. well hey, we are um uh, time goes by so darn fast we are already uh at the uh, what we very um, very basically call the fun segment of the show here so okay. we should have a much we should have a much more fun name for the fun segment. Uh, But uh, it was like the first episode we had and I hadn't come up with anything. So I just called it the fun segment. So fun segment, uh, three questions that we asked every guest. um, And, uh, and we just kind of see what the answers, uh, what the answers are. So, um, and four. Our listeners, even though Ryan, we're all just now 22 minutes into meeting Ryan, technically Ryan has had these questions in advance. So we'll see, uh, you know, how, how polished up he is on his answers here. So I will say that I
0: looked at them and there are a couple that I was just like, I really don't know. I'm just going to have to see what, what comes out at the moment because I just can't, I, I just don't, I, I didn't have an answer that just came to mind. So we're, we're going to see when you ask, and we'll just see what I, what I spit out. <laughs>
1: Uh, That sounds good. That sounds good. All right. So fun segment question number one. If Jesus uh, knocked on your door tomorrow morning uh, down there in in nice balmy Florida and uh, just wanted to hang out for the day. So you got a whole day with Jesus. You can do whatever you want. How are you going to spend your day with Jesus?
0: So this is where um, so many uh, just sarcastic making fun of uh <laughs> christian answers uh come to my mind like, you know jesus is always with us and this is this is this is what we you know <laughs> like, this is a trick question um, <laughs> it's a trick question it, he knocks on our heart every day every morning um, um okay but but literally he he walks to my door and physically is there he's got the robe and the red or blue sash depending on which you ascribe to um maybe purple Uh, but he's got his sash on and his beautiful beard and, uh, he's there. Um, what do we do? That's, that's the question, right?
1: That's the question.
0: Well, we start with, we go to Chick-fil-A and that's just the Christian answer. Uh, but it's true. (laughs) Um, we're going to Chick-fil-A. Um, it's my favorite restaurant and, uh, and we got to see, um, we got to see what Jesus thinks of Chick-fil-A. Um, and we got to give him that opportunity because it wasn't around 2000 years ago. So, that's, right. that's right. uh, so we go to Chick-fil-A and, um, uh, and then we probably, we probably eat a lot. Like I'd probably just go to a lot of restaurants,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, eat a lot and, um, and just be asking him questions and talking. And I don't know, like, uh, I'd probably just want, I'd probably want him to myself yeah, <laughs> so I probably yeah. wouldn't invite anyone else. I I'd, I'd just <laughs> want to be like, like, I know that's, you know, not the Christian answer. We're supposed to invite all our friends, but, um, but I would, uh, I'd probably just want to hang out with him one-on-one and just have the quality time and, and eat food and, and talk and ask him questions. And, uh, yep. and seems it seems like he'd like to do that in the Bible too. So that would, that would work.
1: Yeah. I love it. And actually I love the Chick-fil-A thing. Oh, I mean, I remember the years ago when, uh, you know, cause growing up here in Minnesota, we didn't know anything. We didn't have any line of sight to Chick-fil-A, um, until yeah. it became a little bit more nationally known. But I remember reading that story about, about the founders and how they were never open on Sundays and how they were passing right. up all of these, you know, big revenue opportunities and, and, and whatever deals. And I just thought, you know, that is so cool. And so back to your answer, I think that's a perfect place to bring Jesus because it's basically it's a real life example of of living the faith and, and putting God first. And I just I love that. And I agree with you. Fantastic chicken sandwiches. So, uh, all right. Fun segment question number two. If you could go to church uh, with any other guy, living or dead, um, famous, not famous, uh, you could have known this man. You could. You, there, you wouldn't have had to have known this man. Um, but it's uh, so. The only two requirements of this question is uh, you got to go to church and you got to go with a guy. Who are you going to go to okay. church with?
0: So uh, the living or dead thing just kind of threw me for a loop because I, I didn't really have an answer. I was just going to be like, I guess my friends or I guess guys in my life group, guys that I'm close to. Um, and but then when you said the living or dead thing, I was like, oh well, like. Okay, like I could like go to church with my grandfather, um, and I think that would be uh, really powerful because he's someone that was a, a strong man of faith, and I, I really looked up to and had a close relationship with. Um, uh, so that would be cool. Um, I think just taking probably like an old, <laughs> an old like theologian like like um, like Martin Luther or mm-hmm. Calvin or 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 just like any other st thomas or aquinas or whatever um like any of those like old theologian guys uh to church currently would be just funny that that'd probably be the entertaining thing Can you imagine like, what is this yeah. like <laughs> what are these lights and and the haze and the and the songs and like what is going on here and they're and they're not they're wearing what is that that they're wearing and this is not this is not what i had in my life i don't know <laughs> that'd probably just be right. funny just to take some some early church father and, uh, and bring them into a current church. So that's probably my answer. So that would be funny.
1: What have you done? Um, that's great. Yes. All right. <laughs> um, fun segment question number three, last question. Um, and this one, I know you've probably got a greatest hits of answers to given what you do for a living and all of the, all of the people that you've been able to actually, um, actually do this, not just uh, theoretically, but actually in practice. So the question is, if you could give uh, just one piece of advice to a young man um, about, you know, kind of like we talked earlier, you know, catching him upstream, giving him one piece of advice that could really kind of help set him off on the path of living a, a confident life of faith. You know, even though there's not a lot in this kind of secular world that encourages it or, or celebrates it, but 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 you got a chance to give a young man a, one piece of advice to kind of just help him, you know, kind of get off on the right foot. What would that piece of advice be?
0: I think, man, there's there's like two or three things running through my mind, but um, I think it's just like. I think a lot of people, a lot of young guys and older guys, but a lot of young guys just think basically to be a Christian man means you're just a pansy and you're just a loser or you're just like, you just have no backbone and that kind mm-hmm. of thing. And, and really pointing them out, like like Jesus, a lot of times I'll ask young guys, like, what do you think it means to be a man? Um, and that kind of thing. And just kind of thinking about like Jesus, like he was very... um he was very strong willed. He was very, uh, he, he stood up for people. I mean, you think about the woman caught in adultery, he put himself Mm -hmm. at risk to protect her. Um, he did things that would make him, uh, be made fun of or, or mocked by other people. Um, he was willing to say the difficult things. He was willing to, to really be strong. And a lot of times we think, Oh, like, you know, being a Christian man is like, you're just kind of like girly and like, there's Mm -hmm. not really, there's not really much to it. Um, but I think just understanding like, like really being like Jesus, like you have to be strong to be like Jesus. And it may not be strong in the way that we think of like, you know, getting a bunch of girls and, you know, lifting a bunch of weight and having a bunch of money and and being tough and, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, but there's there is a a strength in the really the the personality a strength in your speech a strength in your actions a strength in your decisiveness a strength in your protection of people um all that kind of stuff and i think that if if more guys kind of grasped onto that and not like the whole like kind of fake masculinity thing but like like really being strong like jesus um mm-hmm. i think they would see like it's not it's not maybe what they think it is. Yeah. And that yeah. you can, you, you really can be a strong man while following Jesus. And it takes a lot
1: of strength to follow Jesus. Yeah. Amen. I mean, yeah there's nothing soft about, uh, about, about love, at least not the kind of love yeah. that Jesus, that Jesus loved, you know, that that's, that's not, that's not the Hallmark card love. That's like, yeah. there's a lot yeah. of, uh, there's a lot of, there's a lot of pain in that kind of love and a lot of strength. I I think that's great. That is uh, that is wonderful advice. Well, Hey, uh, Ryan Sweat, thank you so much. It was great to meet you. Uh, and, uh, really thank you for not only being on the show, but more importantly, just all the work that you're doing down there, um, in Florida. And, uh, just again, really appreciate the time that you took, uh, with us tonight on Mano. For sure. Thanks, Jeff. Thank you for listening to
0: MANA. If you have any questions or recommendations for future guests, send them to manapodcast at gmail.com.